relatives. You know who this is, and you know where you have tuned into. This is Way You Honey How Win, aka Indy for One. This is Inner Tribal Radio, and this is Auntie Talk. Time to talk with Auntie. But you know how we do it, relatives, before we speak to anyone about, we invite that spirit of truth in. Let's get it, relatives. This is Burton Hinton recording 
Since I've been doing the sunrise dance, many, many years ago back, I never record myself for nobody. But I'll be doing one right now. Ah, 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 ah,
I am my voice, my prayers, she who walks Mother Earth and sings her songs in all that is sacred, that is said, that is told. I cry for my people, for the world, for it is the world that I carry in my heart, for it is the world that I give life. I am life. I am the flower, the sky, the eagle who flies, the earth, the sea. I manifest all things. This is me. This is me. Embracing all that embodies the woman in who I am. Sharing the most intricate part of my being. I need not validation for what I hear feel, or see. Validation is me. I carry my rhythms and heal from the drumbeat in my soul. All this in the essence of what makes me whole. I am my voice, my prayers, she who walks Mother Earth and sings her songs. In all that is sacred, that is said, that is told, I am the spirit of a woman.
Hello, hello. Hello, sister. And I also want to welcome back our guest, you know, at Intertribal Radio. And I am Wei Yu Aniha Win, aka Indy41. And I'm speaking to you from the lands of the Lakota, the Omaha, the Winnebago, the Ponca, and the Fox and Sox. Please, sister, would you please? you know, bless us with an introduction of who you are. That was it, sister. Such blessings to be here. Si, Domenulito Gonse, Gawatele, born for a dine, Tokane, Yat e, Abine, She Domenulito, Inishia, Tokane. I want to give my introduction of who I am, sister. This is such an amazing time and a blessing to be here with you as I reside currently on the autumn lands here out in Arizona, the southwestern part of Arizona. And just want to bring many, many blessings to you today and give thanks and recognition to all of creators, creations of love, light, and and our medicine that we bring to, to you today and giving, just giving an honor of presence today and giving an honor of who I am. I am sixth generation to Chief Manuelito. My name is Don Manuelito, the granddaughter of a Navajo code talker of World War II. And in these settings, it's, it's really different um, for me to, to be in the space of a modernized world of colonization and Western thinking, but still living in two worlds of my tradition and culture and understanding of my indigeneity and who I am as an Apache Inet woman and a Diné woman. Thank you, Hiehet, for having me. Pilamia, Pilamia, sister. And, um, you know, um, keeping, you know, true to our initial contact, you know, I want to be um, reflective, you know. Um, mm -hmm. This is anti talk, time to talk with auntie. And, you know, this show was created to honor the matriarchs, to honor the aunties, to honor are women of medicine, you know? Sometimes we get caught up in the, you know, as a, as a youth, you know, we get caught up and sometimes we forget to sit down with our unchis, you know, our grandmothers, mm. aunties, you know? And, you know, along with, you know, what you had said about, you know, this new world or, or this, um, you know, this um, communication style, you know, because, you know, this is totally different. We prefer to be face to face. We prefer to, you know, be able to read the other person or, you know, because, you know, communication is more than just verbal. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's nonverbal. The energy. And it is, it could consist of throat sounds, you know, coming from that throat chakra, you know. 
Um, and so it is, it is a different route, but back to that colonization thing, we haven't, um, some of us haven't been taught what are proper communication skills amongst one another, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that um, we're going to be all right today. You know, I think we're going to be able to um, go beyond the um, method that we're using to communicate, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I think that energy, that that medicine, I think, it, I mean, I'm already feeling, I felt it when we connected. You know? Yes, yes. So, um, again, Pilamia, and that is a heartfelt thank you. You know, in Lakota, Wopila or Wopila is it that's thank you still, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, besides, you know, the ancestral lineage, you know, that you come from, let's talk about you and all that you have. Um, you know, what it took to get to where we are today, Dawn. Oh, yeah, sister. Yeah. It's such, it's been a journey. It's been a journey and it it was not always pretty, right? Our, our, our Dineh way we talk about um, being in balance, our walk in beauty, hojo, having hojo in, and that's in balance in learning that at a very early age, you know, you embrace it and then you come into this world of, you know, two worlds. I, you know, um, I talk about two worlds and we call it the glitter world that we live in now in our Diné world and our Diné side. And that's another thing, like for me, it's, it's, and, and as for most, I, I can say probably for most that, you know, sometimes we live in multiple worlds, not just indigenous and native world, but the, the, and the colonized world, but, also the intermix of other natives like my apache side and my dene side mm-hmm. and 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 working and navigating those worlds and 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 trying to be accepting in all of them right um and getting caught up with that sometimes and i think over the years i was raised um i was raised on the uh navajo nation in fort, uh, fort defiance arizona the four corners area of Arizona, New Mexico, uh, Utah, and Colorado. And so being raised out there, I I was born and raised on the res, sister. Just, you know, I was reservation status through and through. Uh, Learned my my culture from my, our grandparents and upbringing. Uh, Learned how to live off of the land. Learned about roots and plants and, and herbs. And the lifestyle and the way of life of raising cattle, uh, herding sheep out there, planting crops and harvesting those crops. And also the ceremonies that go with all the seasons that, you know, in our songs and the blessing ways and all these different ways of our traditional sectors, if you will, and, and living in that world and then going to school going to a regular public school of a colonized world, right? And living in that world as well and and getting an education. And I come from a, uh, it didn't resonate till later in life more so about, um, you know, 
Chief Manuelito, being sixth generation. We were all raised in there and an Apache. My mom truly made it um, the, I, I say I'm privileged to be able to live and be raised on both sides of my culture. Like I got to live and be raised in the Navajo Nation and, and, and Diné lands, but then also go back and be raised traditionally and culturally in my Apache Indian lands. Mm -hmm. And so I was blessed that way. That's a privilege for most, you know. Can I can I just speak on that real quick? Because, yes, please you know, do. Um, I just I had just made mention of it being a privilege, right? About having those traditions and cultures and bundles and language and you know every every bit of how we do things and you know I had a couple relatives you know come to me you know uh, stating their opinion that it was more of a gatekeeper and I said you know I you know I I, I understand where they're coming from Mm -hmm. because a lot of us, you know, I am, I'm a residential boarding school survivor, you know, mm -hmm. here, in, here in Nebraska, mm -hmm. that's how they deal with um, indigenous in the juvenile system. So they're still sending us to Flandreau in South Dakota, you know? And so um we still have 77 boarding schools in operation, you know, and um, my mother, her mother is St. Francis boarding school survivor, but my mother was part of the relocation act and she was born out in San Diego. You know, that was part of one of those training areas that they sent many relatives to in the, right. you know, to, um, you know, mm -hmm. in that, um, um, you know, the training and, and get off the res and, mm -hmm. you know, how they were going to, um, inc you know, incorporate or, or, or right. welcome us mm -hmm. into their society. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so weren't skilled already or didn't have our own resources. You know what I'm saying? And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, going back to that, that's, where some relatives got offended with the term privileged. And mm -hmm. I, I just see the word a little different, maybe more towards the way you see it. I felt it was an honor. Mm -hmm. And, a, you know, I mean, I, I, I do believe it is a inherited right for all of us, you know, to receive that medicine if it's available, you know, mm -hmm. with that knowledge, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But here's the thing, some relatives just don't know it. They just don't know it. And some of them were lied to, well, a lot were lied to. And so they then passed those lies on or the lack of knowledge, you know, on, you know, and that then goes back to what I had just said about, you know, <coughs> sitting down with your unchis, the grandmothers, sitting down with your aunties, sitting down with your grandfathers, you know? You know how some of us can be when we are youthful? We don't got time for it. And it, it isn't that it has, you know, 
you know, being a youth hasn't too much, you know, as far as where your focus is, hasn't too much changed throughout the years. You just either you're too busy or you don't want to know or you do want to know, you know. And so I feel the same way that it 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 was a privilege to not only be taught it, but to receive it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 those are two different things. You either accept it or you don't, mm-hmm. you know. And so I, I, I totally understand just in that use of term alone, the privilege behind it, because it is a privilege, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I- that has to resonate within or, you know, the being that you are. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, because you have to, you have to be a certain individual, or you know what I mean, a certain spirit to receive it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it that 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 doesn't resonate until you're ready. Right. And you know, um, and when I say the the term privilege is because it is a privilege for for me. Um, and I feel like a lot of times things that get anybody can twist things up. Right. And that's that's the trauma response that we've all been put through, through the generations and, and, and times from our ancestors. Right. And what ha- what happened and what took place on our homelands is the trauma and the genocide and the, the slaughters and, you know, all of that and the silencing with through boarding schools and you know and and so i feel like you know it is a privilege for me to have this it is a privilege for me to be able to to learn about both cultures and about both of my traditions and upbringings and both you know and and hear the languages it is a privilege why because there was so much sacrifice for it and for me that's where i come from and the bloodline that that i carry is 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 honor in that you know um the very chief manuelito uh that i that i carry in the bloodline i carry he teaches you know go off and teach or go off and uh climb the ladder of education and it doesn't mean like the school like you have to go to college or anything it just means go and and receive knowledge and wisdom and bring despite despite what the white man did to us all of us, he says, go out and build build that wisdom, bring it back. Because in our indigenous selves, our identity, our native indigenous indigeneity, I call it, in, in that space of our place, we know who we are. We know where we come from. We know, because that's what I was, I'm, I was blessed with, to know these things. And so having that that insight and and knowing that no one can ever take that away from us no one can ever take take the the native blood out of our being that's who we are so when we, when we, yeah when we empower it with knowledge and wisdom and with wisdom i mean there's a lot of it, lessons and experiences that have to come along the way right to, right. to, to gain any kind of knowledge. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, I look at this and I think about it and I, he tells us to gain that and bring it back to our people. So now we're, in, we're, we're embraced and even more empowered and powerful because we know what they know, but they don't know what we know. 
exactly and and, and, and are and they they never will it's just it's just something that they'll never understand and i don't know if you've ever had i'm sure you have uh, in my experience i've had conversations with um non-natives primarily um the caucasian and white you know um community is that it's always asking but why why and i remember growing up traditionally and culturally it wasn't about why and and believe me i get really caught up in this why thing okay um and so i would be the one to ask why and the thing is is but listen first and the answers will come i'm still working on that i'm still working on that you know and that was taught by my grand grandmothers and my aunties and you know the unchis and shimasanes you know mm. it, it was taught by that however you know that was the that was the part of you know growing up in our school system that they, they didn't teach these parts about so it was about getting the education you know we apply it to school and you know moving forward and my grandfather the one thing they okay so this is where it gets it's like okay well tell me this um so sixth generation my grandfather was fourth generation to chief manuelito and my grandfather's can i ask you to elaborate on chief manuelito please because we got relatives out there that do not know who you're talking about and if this chief manuelito well, Chief Manuelito was one of the um, chiefs, and and mind you, wasn't like there was just one head chief of our nations like they do have now. We've adopted that Western um, government system, right? right? But so right. now, back tribal council, yeah, you know, back <laughs> then, right? Back then, back then, we we there was um, the nations had. Um, leaders in place, I guess you would say. And we and, you know, I don't even believe that there was called chiefs that was given to them. But there were leaders and warriors, you know, for our communities with wisdom, right? And he was a um a great warrior that led um some of the battles in the Navajo history and the Diné history. And he was also one of the ones that um, you know, in our culture and our history that uh wasn't easily surrendered. Okay. Um, you know, he battled it out and also, you know, um, was one of the ne negotiators and signers of the Treaty of 1868 for our nation. Mm. So he was one of those ones that was there to, to make sure, okay, these are the things. Hello. Did you hear me? Hello. I I, I lost you for a second. Okay. Just, okay. I'm gonna edit this out, but yes, those it's those okay. so, those don't hold on. Those are those moments. You know that was you know trying to tell you that sometimes we'll get yeah you know blocked off, but. I've come to understand that that is to protect the medicine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe in that too. So pick it up where, um, wherever you would like, because I lost you about, um, I would say almost a minute and a half ago. Okay. What was the last thing you heard? Um, 
when you were going into Manuelito's um, history. Okay. What about? Okay. Yes. So we'll just reflect on his, a brief reflection then, apparently. Um, so when we, when we think about his, his presence as a leader in our Diné nations, um, and, and he, he fought and sacrificed and the long walks that happened, you know, during this time, and we returning to our homelands and having to, you know, take the best interests of our people and be the warrior that needed he needed to be, along with other great warriors and leaders of our nation. You know, he was one of the treaty signers to, that um, negotiated with the government. And, you know, what was the negotiations, right? Well, all they were offering, you know, um, was to take our land, right? And so, um, but what we regained in, in retrospect is healthcare, uh, housing, land, the land that we have, um, and which wasn't really all of it, right? And education. And with the education came the boarding school system, right? And so my grandfather, which is fourth generation to Chief Manuelito, you know, you have every so often, you have these generations that go by and then the, another leader is produced, right? And so my grandfather, it's funny because the very language, when we go into boarding schools now, we talk about the horrific, traumatic events that took place. Um, and among the many was that my grandfather, the very language that all nations spoke and got reprimanded for. I'm not just going to single him out. You know, he was, you know, went through the boarding school system too. But that very language come to now in uh, 1941, 42, 43, um, the, the World War II is developing, right? And in that process, my grandfather goes off to war. And he goes off to war because there's something that the boarding school system, my grandfather's name, my grandfather is James Charlie Manuelito Sr., uh, United States Marine Corps Navajo code talker. Now, was he the 17 year old that lied about his age? Uh, no, he was an older man. He was older. Okay. Yeah, he was okay. one of the elders. And so, which was good because the young ones were, you know, would seek him out. Yes. And, and that was his leadership there, yeah. not only for our nation and fighting. He didn't fight. He didn't go and enlist for the government. His true. He enlisted for his people. His people are our homelands. Oh. When when we got when he when the Ardenet people got word that that America, Turtle Island, was mm -hmm. being attacked on our homelands, I'm getting I'm getting chills right now. Me too. Because <laughs> because then you don't do that. That's protecting our homeland now. Right. So he went off to war to fight that battle. Not, not so much for the government. Yes, I have to say, you know, I have, um, I have high honor and respect for our veterans, our, our, our government veteran, the veterans that have served our, our country, and um, mm -hmm. in this government, you know, I, I have high honor and respect for that because a lot of them are my family members. I mean, look at, look at my grandfather, mm. and what he did, and the very language that they tried to take was utilized 
to break, mm. to design an unbreakable code. And mm. this man was the most humble man, integrity that mm. I knew of growing up mm -hmm. and held such rich culture, traditions, teachings. And I was talking about the Navajo government before, and they still are the only, not only, but they do still hold the honor code of our, our, our code of, um, I guess you would say ethics in our Diné way right. and not just government way. It's the code. And, of and we're talking over 200. Yes. Over two, uh, you know, so, you know, 200 of your people. Yes. You, you know what I mean? Of, yes. That took on this responsibility mm -hmm. and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there was no loss, right? Not, no, no, not, not that I, I can recall. Um, I've heard, you know, yeah. there are only yeah. two left now out of the 247, I believe. My grandfather was one of the original 29. Um, and it was, and he never talked about it. So growing up, we didn't hear much about oh, it because it they was, couldn't. it was classified. Yeah. It was classified. So, but the thing is, is to go off and to, 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 to be subjected to that kind of, it, you know, th there's ceremonies that we use to, you know, when, when men go off to war or when uh, individuals go off to war to service. I lost you again, Don. I can hear you still, April. Okay, good. So okay. hopefully it's still recording. I, okay. I mean, I know. Oh, well, I see. Recording. I see on my end recording. Yeah, and okay. so do I. I get. Okay. I, I get it. My red dot, and then, <laughs> um, then nothing. Okay, mine just, is flashing. Um, the flashing so, red dot. <laughs> so, just, just, just. I think if you, if we both just, just keep on, mm -hmm. maybe. Yes. Hopefully it's picking up what you're saying, but I'm in a good spot. I'm okay. in a good spot. I, I, I haven't moved. I'm not walking around. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here. So <laughs> I just, like I told you before, I, I have, I've learned to um, know that it is a part of the protection. Mm -hmm. you know? Yes. And so. And so again, okay. we'll, we'll start with the, you know, where yes. he, where he was, you know, enlisted and, and that code was unbreakable and it went through decla declassification in the seventies, um, mid seventies. So I, I believe around 76. And at that time I was barely even three. Um, and then uh, after that, he was able to speak of it. And I know he went off to Chicago. Um, and, and awarded, you know, their, their awards. And we have pictures of those times too. And the thing is, you know, it was such an honor for him, but he's, he wasn't the one that would be in the front, in the front pages. He's not the one that wants to be, you know, on the cover of anything, you know, he would, he did what he did because it was, it was what he was supposed to do, what he was called to do. Mm. And the, the language, you know, that, that he spoke was also the language he spoke, you know, while we're at home too. So, you know, to, to be um, 
a granddaughter of a grandfather that just to me he was my shinole, my 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 grandfather, and later learning about what he did, you know, in, during the war and what he like had. Truly understanding it or understanding. Yes. Yeah. Now, that, but then again, that goes back to when we're ready for yeah. the information, when we're ready to carry. So now I'm able to carry the legacy. I'm able to tell the story because before I didn't, I didn't know what yeah. to appreciate, yeah. right? We didn't know what to appreciate. And now we do again, you know, he was silenced for a while to protect, right? Cause they didn't know if they would ever have to use it again. Or so it was 30, 30 something years later. And, and also, you know, um, I think it's a part of how our men, what makes our men men, mm -hmm. they know how to, how to keep it real, how to keep it, um, to keep it, you know, didn't, you know, or, or, or whatever, you know, to keep it that who that man or the the way of their men are you know because mm -hmm. men have they have their own language mm -hmm. and i believe their own belief system their own ways their own you know and i appreciate that because i am a, i am win we on woman mm -hmm. and, and and we are two different beings you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and I think that that is a respect for the man he mm -hmm. was and who he comes from. Absolutely. And, you know, and then integrating his warrior, native warrior, sacred place with the code of the military and a Marine, you know, their code is, you know, just code, sit, you know, there's no, you know, he, My father he, was a Marine. And he he valued that, you know, those that's values right. that they take. And I believe that's part of, you know, their sacredness. Because when you hold something at sacredness, then that's Ooh. when you, the value is so much higher, you know. That's and when it so, has value. That's yes. It, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It has to yes. be taken from whatever you, um, I or, you know, however you identify, but it has to. It has, that's, that's a different point because you can have knowledge of it, but until you truly, you know, ingest it and you comprehend it and you, and you yeah. are it or you are about it. Mm -hmm. it, it yes, I, I, I get it. Sorry. And that, no, exactly. And that's why I say, you know, now I can share it because I can, I can appreciate it. It's a sacred place for me. And so, that's like what we all carry for each of us. Right. Right. And so I feel like, so knowing this about, you know, growing up and learning it in, in the meantime, you know, before really learning about his place in, in, in his sacredness of the being a code talker, then, you know, I'm growing up as a young girl, right. On the, on the reservation and being taught traditions and culture and teaching, but also getting caught up with school, you know, always wanting to be into sports and excelling and, you know, always needing to be the high achiever, right? And, you know, just 
if I'm going to be good at something, I'm going to be the best at it, you know, <laughs> or I'm yeah. going to excel or try to be the best at it, you know, be that excelling student, whether it was sports student, I was in speech and drama even, I mean, but there again, you know, growing up, I, I wasn't, um, my household wasn't the, the perfect household. We had our, you know, growing up on the res, I share this because I'm just like, a lot of people out there grew up with domestic violence, alcoholism, mm -hmm. drug addictions in the home, you know, um, mm -hmm. you know, broken home, you know, um, and then also, but still learning culture and tradition as well, you know, and I feel like, you know, it was such a blessing to make sure that we had the culture and teachings of culture and tradition, because that's what got us through all of that trauma and if you look back at our ancestors that's what they prayed for they prayed for our generations today and the generations that are coming and so we think about that and i'm like wow they, they didn't know what the what was gonna come from the trauma right was more trauma but they knew that they that we needed to have the strength of their prayers their blessings their medicine and so now I look back and I'm thinking, wow, like, did I just get through that? You know, and, and my story is no worse than someone else's or someone else's. And, you know, we all have our journey. Mm -hmm. And just to be right where I'm at today is such a blessing. I mean, I just celebrated the big five. Oh, <laughs> so, um, you know, thank you. Happy thank you. Thank birthday. you. Thank you. Appreciate it much. And, you know, it's just been so like I've been looking and this past year and, you know, I was looking at and reflecting, like you said, reflecting and, um, and looking at my ancestors and thinking, wow, I think I had, I, it took strength to get through what I went through, but man, look at what they went through. But it also, and, what it makes you really understand is those prayers Mm -hmm. The blessing that those ancestors said for you, for me, you know, for the, you know, for all of us that are here today, those prayers were powerful mm -hmm. as well as that trauma was powerful, but it ended, it's going to end in healing. Yes. It's going to end in healing for many of us. And I, and know? I feel like right now that's where the healing part is coming it's coming and it's happening right now and, and, I, and I love it and that's what brings it all into perspective as to why I'm where I'm at and but isn't this a grand time to be alive is to, <laughs> to um, you know to to reflect that yes know? yes that all of ours have been through to where yes. we are today and to know where we are changing and shifting it to is mm -hmm. that healing. And, and, and that's and that what healing. I'm so excited about. And, and that's why you're here, Dawn, is to share that medicine. So we've gone from, you know, your ancestral line. Mm -hmm. We've talked a little bit about it. We've and 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 now where we are in your journey is we're we're starting now with mm -hmm. how you come into who you are, and so your education, 
Oh my goodness. But where in you the- are. Yes. Emanuelito is. <laughs> you know, and why and that has- is here? Bless you. <laughs> and you it's know, so sister, I see you. I watch you. I share, you know, I'll sit on your lives. You know, you know you you've seen me on. I, I, I don't. You I, know see I, mean. I see you. I see you. I see you in there. It's so. I don't know. I just get. I. I get so energized when I plug into you. You know, with your. Thank you. Monday, your Wednesday, your Friday, your. You know what I mean? And. Uh, yes. you know, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about Dawn's. You okay. know, journey. And well, my goodness. I do, have, I do have to say, you know, that was evolving off of my Diné side, but my Inne side, my, my Apache side, Ne-Itzan, is who I am as an Apache woman. And I wouldn't be this woman without Shema, my mom. Mm-hmm. And, and I wouldn't be her and my, 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 um, my, my grandmothers, my aunties, the women in my life that poured medicine into me and the teachers of, of the community, right? And that all my mom blessed me and my dad blessed me, my family, you know, the medicine um, that was brought to me to uh, take part in my Apache ceremony, coming of age ceremony, and they call it the sunrise dance. Mm-hmm. And that was years ago as for young ladies um, emerging from a young girl to a womanhood, right? Mm-hmm. And so with that comes a four-day ceremony. And that I I knew growing up, I was prepared my whole life for that yeah. and was taught the teachings of that, of our foods, our herbs, our medicine, our plants on both sides of my culture. Um, and so being taught those things and You're learning, really? yes, learning what I needed to learn. I didn't know it was going to be to use today, but, no. <laughs> you know, I just knew, I knew that there was a reason and a purpose and that the, the teaching was someday you'll know, <laughs> you know, okay. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? No, some... I've seen, you know, because just if, if, if you, um, I know the medicine of both sides. You know who you represent, Mm -hmm. and we're talking about four corners. We're talking about, um, how about the largest telescope, the second largest telescope sitting on top of Grand Mountain? You know, but this is is the place Mm -hmm. of where the medicine will return. The chosen Mm -hmm. ones, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the chosen ones. You know what I mean, and so. And so when I look back at those things, right, that medicine, right, and it's gotten me this, you know, all those teachings and, and those, you know, you'll learn someday and, and, and for our mountains, our sacred mountains. And, you know, um, we, we talk about, you know, Mount Graham, we t- talk about um, Oak Flats, you know, the different sacred sites of our homelands, right? Um, that's on my Apache side. Now on the Diné side, you know, you have the um, San Francisco peaks and you have Snowball up in that area and in Northern Arizona, you have, you know, our, our different, our four diff- different mountains, you know, 
and for directions and and we look at all these things and the medicines that come from that and in the water and creator's medicine and mother earth's medicine you know we look at this and it's like everything that i learned growing up and going through my ceremony and all these teachings it's funny because i know all that medicine then i go off into the white world and i go get my education there right and i get that medicine and understand those medicines mm -hmm. and understand which one works best for us as Native Indigenous community around the medicine that brought me here into this good way, which was um, taking from our mountains and that medicine that was gifted from these places, you know, um, both culturally and traditionally, and then taking that medicine and it was applied into my ceremony, right? And that ceremony has, is what has carried me through. And, you know, becoming a young mom, um, you know, out of high school, you know, I was very young. I was 19 going into 20, which is young for me. That's um, young for me because I was 19 when I had mine. Yes, yes. And oh. so beautiful children. I have three beautiful, amazing young men in my life now. And so um, they, they, you know, my my role was to be a mom you know and to and to do what i needed to do for my my family and so we set out as a very young mom and here living at, and at this point i moved to the urban area of phoenix arizona in mesa uh was living with my my dad and that's where i had gone to school and, and graduated from mountain view high school here in mesa and then um and then uh well, kind of graduated, you know how, how life goes in, in your, in getting caught up in this world and wow, it's the city, we can do things and you know, all that stuff. Oh my goodness. Talk about, you know, getting caught up with being a city res kid now. So I want to do all the city stuff. Right. And then, you know, um, was, was thinking about college. Um, but then, you know, like I said, went into, you know, motherhood very, very young and, and decided, you know, that that's where I was going to be, you know, spending my time with my children as, as I was taught to do so. Um, you know, so going through a, a, a relationship and a marriage and, and getting into a world of what nowadays are the casino industry. So I was caught up with that and, and raising my kids and in that life way, in that way of life, um, you know, we provided a life for our kids, you know, and a home and, you know, here in the urban setting and, and yet, um, and always made sure that they taught, they were taught their traditional values as well. You know, I took them home, made sure that they, they, they took part in what they needed to as, as young men and growing up and such. So, um, so they understood a little bit on my Apache side more so than, than the Dene side, but they, they understand the medicine of both. The purpose and so raising a family and and getting caught up like that you know i i was caught up in the casino industry working for so the what, casino. blackjack dealer or what <laughs> oh i did everything young lady i got i got into the casino industry and you know what it's like a whole little city you can be a waitress you can be a hostess All you can that. be a you can be a cashier you can be a poker dealer you can be a blackjack dealer you can be a supervisor you can be a slot manager you can work on slot machines i mean man they have everything in the casino it's its own world it is its own world and that's the world i was caught up in and but you know 
it was a very lucrative income. However, yeah, the more lucrative than you know, probably you know, honestly, some of the work that you do now, you know, oh, because yes, yes, know, it, it's that instant gratification. Yes, you know, and, and again, again, it's that Western colonized mindset that that's what makes our world go around, right? And so getting caught up in that and that world. Was it fun? Yes. Hands down. It was fun. It was awesome, but it was very toxic. A lot of, you know, a lot of money, a lot of alcohol, a lot of dysfunctional relationship, you know, took a real big toll on our, our, our marriage and relationship, you know, and the young mindedness and, you know, so going through, you know, relationship and a divorce. And I finally, I just walked away in 2010, 2011, and decided um, I wanted to do something with with a purpose. I didn't know what. Are you kidding me? I still didn't know what. I still didn't know what kind of you know path I was on. And it wasn't until I was diagnosed with um, uh, cancer. After that, I went into a like. I had just stated in 2012, I'm not going back to school. I don't even like homework. 2013, summer 2013, I was enrolled for um, community college. I was going back to school. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think it was that whole denial process. I'm going to go do this instead of dealing with that. Right. Right. And so I dove right in as as the overachiever that I am. Um, I was like taking a full class load. So instead of just two classes during the summer, I took four classes, you know, we're going to get, you know, our story reflects so much because after I had my, my, my son, you know, that was, Uh you know, um, 93. Yeah. My mother sent me to Riverton, Wyoming with my auntie who actually lives on the Shoshone res. Okay. For three months, dead of winter. Now they're oh, a little more <laughs> deadlier. <laughs> oh my than, goodness. You know, than our uh, winters in South Dakota and Nebraska. You know, they're a little little more deadlier because you know we don't Sister, don't you didn't come back know. all frostbit and everything. Oh my goodness. So I was <laughs> sent there for three months with my auntie. And I was, you know, because my mom was like, oh, you're getting a divorce. Oh, you know what I mean? It was just out of her thinking that I could be going through a divorce at my young age. You know what I mean? We reflect. We are mirroring each other. My auntie, she's like, so what are you going to do with yourself? (laughs) You know what I mean? And and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to school. I'm going to go to school. And I look, I came home. I, I I left home with a GED, mm-hmm. come home, and I enrolled in school. And so I know exactly what you are talking about. I was going through a divorce oh. and sent out there to go be with my auntie, you know, mm-hmm. and no. um, I was just like, oh, I got to get, I got to get out of here. I need to go home. You know okay. what I mean? So I was and just... Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. Oh. I get it. Cause, cause oh, we'll, we'll think about it. Native women, we are used to surviving. Mm-hmm. We are used to falling down and getting back up. That's what we know. That's how we know it. And so, but did I realize that back then? I didn't. And just nope. like, just like <laughs> yourself, just like yourself, you're like, well, no. And then we're hard headed. 
does. And, right. and then you're going to tell me, no, I can't do something. Well, watch me. Watch me. Okay. okay. I'm going to do better than what you thought. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. And you know, that whole, and again, here it is mindset Monday mindset. It is mindset. And so, yeah, I did and, the and, same and you thing. You might want to even break that term down because for me, what I would, what, what I see mindset as is you put your mind to it, but also you mind mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the lesson or, 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 or what is being, you know, brought into your being to make this decision. You have to mind it. Well, and that's you know, just when your it. Parents, is when that your aunties, we talk about that? Me? Yes. Well, and that's what we talk about. Mind your mind. Oh, think about what think about what you're thinking about. Mm. I mean, I mean, I'm an overthinker anyway, and then I could go down that right. whole rabbit hole, but we're not going to. Um, but I really have to mind your mind. What is it? Tend to it. What's going on in there? You know, and but, uh, you know, with mental health, um, uh, health issues at, at its all time high right now, especially for our native indigenous communities, it's a very delicate subject because how would you mind your mind if this is all you know? Right. If this is all we know, how how can I mind it, you know? how can I see anything different? And so it's going to take another, again, here's our time of healing. Here's our time of, of being able to reward ourselves with healing possibilities and that hope that we're going to heal and accepting it and being okay with it and not all these labels about it. Yes. My goodness. You know, um, so growing up, it was a label like, oh, you're going to get a divorce now. And that was like the worst thing. You and then, so, so I went through the divorce, you know, um, went through the divorce, went, that, went, that labeled you as a failure, as, as a, a woman, woman. Yep. That, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, so sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the crazy thing is, is you think back about it and in our ancestral days, like they had like. right right and i feel like that's where we've kind of interlaced it in our native thinking right and so anyways i just i went down that that road of um divorce and then i took myself on a hiatus uh i went off and want after my divorce wanted to live my own life and got really selfish and went out partying more than i should have and ended myself in a in a world of of two DUIs, um, looking at um, prison time, and by the grace of our Creator, thankfully, um, that that was not the path chosen for me. Mm. I got my head out of my ass, and you know, realized this is not the woman. Plain as day, October twenty first in jail. Plain as day. Um, this is not the the plan. This is not the purpose I had for you. Yeah, I wrote a poem about that, it that night. That night, as being a native woman, well, being you know, a native I, woman in that I've, situation. I've sat in, that, I've sat in that same jail cell as you. 
mm-hmm. you know, and um, where I come from, the most incarcerated are our indigenous women. Wow. And mm-hmm. our men. Oh, yeah. Our men. Yes. Yes. And, 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 and I sat there and thought, okay, no. So, I, you know, finished out that time. That morning, though, the next morning, that morning, I got up and went back to my ways of what I know. And what do I know? You rise before the sun. You greet our our DNA, our holy people. To the east. You create, yes. And guess what? No medicine, but the breath of life. That breath of life. And I had one element of my medicine with me. That was water, to. And I'm Tohane, which is of the water clan. And I went out and that's what I had. And I gave my offering. And that was October 21st of 2009. And from that day forward, you know, it was not easier. Believe me, it did not get easier. It, 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 was, it was time to rebuild. It was time to remember my ceremony. It was time to remember who I am and the bloodline I carry. It was time to remember the sacrifices my ancestors made for me. And if I didn't change things, it's exactly what this white world wants us to be, is another number, another statistic, and another person down Mm. of our people. And that's not what I wanted. Mm. And I took that and I said, okay, I'm going to turn this into power. I didn't know how. I didn't know what. But I knew it was everything in my mind that I needed and spiritually reconnect myself back to my culture and my tradition and what I know in my blessings and walk in our hojo. I wasn't walking in beauty. Mm. I was walking in this white world of Western ideas and idolizations of selfishness. And that's not who I was. That's not who I was designed to be. But, you know, and, and I look at it now and I think about it and do I regret anything in life? No, I don't. Because it's all a journey and a path to get, get us to where we're supposed to go for our purpose, right? So for me, that's, you know, where I was at. And then in 2000, again, like I said, then we get to 2010, 2012, where I'm, I walk away from the casino, six-figure income. Um, and in, the, in between the process, you know, I've lost homes. I've had to rebuild my way back up in life and then um, still struggling, you know, and, but leap of faith is that's not the purpose that it was designed for me. It was through the casino industry. Um, So I, I left that, believe me, hands down, they are, when it comes to being an employee, they, they were very good employee employers. Um, They took care of our people, helped, you know, in so many ways provided so many um, benefits to, to me as a person, as an employee and my family, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't fulfilling. So I left and went back to school after the diagnosis of cancer, you know, and I was okay. And went back to school. I don't, I, you know, going back and thinking about, it, I was like, man, I really laid on some stress when, when I probably shouldn't have, but I did. <laughs> 
Can you hear me, sister? I hope so. Um, so I'm just going with it still. And so, um, and so I went through that and then I went back to school and what I really had to decide what was I, what was I passionate about? And it was wellness. Wellness was what I was passionate about. How can I help other people learn about wellness? And what is it along the wellness? So I went through exercise um, fitness, uh, Chandler Gilbert Community College. Instead of just getting one associate's degree for general education, I got two. I got the general education and then um, associates in applied science and graduated top of my class, of course, right? Um, yeah and uh, graduated top of my class and was accepted into the um, Phi Theta Kappa Honor Society and decided I wanted to go out now into the world. Yeah, and Phi Theta, you got to be um, the 4.0 or above, right? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, I graduated top 15% of my class. Congratulations and thank, thank you, Vilamia, sister. Oh, no, thank you. Um, appreciate it. You know, and 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 that was just you know, the the drive that I had to finish, and um, and and not many people know this. Um, gotten offers from Harvard, mm. uh, then you know, but my all time alma uh, now my alma mater is ASU. I've always I never really want was like I was always an ASU fan, Arizona State University, but I never was like oh I'm gonna go there someday, yeah. right? Yeah. And then. And then I went off to go to work in the community. And when I went to work in the community, um, I went as a, uh, for the, um, the Payson tribe, the Tonto Apache tribe as a special diabetes program coordinator yes. and special diabetes program for Indians is a, as a nationally federally um, federal grant given to all native native nations that apply for it and get awarded it. Mm -hmm. So I went to work for that program for their community and did some, did some work there and really got my feet wet in that in wet place. And I thought, how can I make a bigger impact? Right. How can I help more of our people? But it wasn't until I went up against blue cross blue shield, you know who they are, the insurance company. Yes. And they actually gave me um, talk about gatekeepers you know, um, they, oh my gosh, I went in to go give a presentation, um, and to be told that our health equity, uh, um, committee wanted me to come on board for them to, uh, I'm not going to really say the tribe, but to come on board and with my own tribe, the Apache nation, come on board, um, and work with them. And they really wanted me to come out there, but then, you know, blue cross blue shield had to step in and say, well, you know, you don't have credentials, you're not a doctor, you're not, you know, an, a dietitian and all this stuff, right? Not you know. respecting the indigenous. Um, exactly. Yes. Exactly. I get it. No. Okay. And I turned around, looked at the agent, because this is an agent, right? And and the attorneys, agent. right? And I looked at them agent. and I, I said, I said, mm -hmm. I said, do you have a doctor's degree? And he's like, no. I was like, do you have a dietetics degree? He's like, no. I go, do you have wellness degree? Do you like, I said, but you're, I'm a, but you're, you're able, exactly. I'm like, but you're able to sell insurance to my people and say 
what's covered under health. That makes no sense well, to me. Well, and you're telling that, me like Medicaid, you know, it, that, yes, that, that, that's yes. one of them providers, one of them, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, and I'm like, and you're IHS, telling us, you know, right. And I'm like, and you're telling me I can't teach my people how to get healthy oh. and live healthier lifestyles through our culture and our traditional um, foods oh, and food it? system. Oh, oh my gosh. You had no idea. And he just looked at me and I said, watch me. So that's when it it sparked a fire that no one or no agent or place would ever tell me that I couldn't teach my people about wellness. So I went back to school. And this is the part where Chief Manuelito came back into reflection. Go off, climb the ladder of education, empower yourself and bring it back and teach our people. So I went back to school. And dug deep because now you know and it it, you know it's hard single mom going back to school trying to make ends meet make sure you have a roof over your kid's head you know make sure you got some uh food on the uh, table uh, money some food on the table grants you got something to go back grants to to applying for grants applying for scholarships applying for apply 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 um part-time jobs part-time jobs yes part-time jobs uh make sure you're you know Full-time don't forget jobs. <laughs> get get make sure you keep up that 4.0 by the way right um, by the way and your, inter- your motherhood your parenthood your yes and um, and then don't forget household. my and don't forget my wellness because oh, that's what i'm wellness. teaching <laughs> well your children your household your family yes. all, every, your community you know because we you got went- all that weight on you Yes. And it was funny because, you know, my kids, my older two oldest ones were like, they were, you know, going through school and stuff. And they decide, you know, when we decide to do better and be better, our kids watch us. And that's what I noticed. Absolutely. They, they, they followed in my footsteps. being that you know so it wasn't just for my community it was for for my home and I look around at my family and the the need the need that we need to have of of understanding how not education like in a textbook sense or or a um 
a place as a scholarly place or anything, but just education of, you know, basic knowledge of understanding our bodies from the inside out. How do we, how do we take our tradition and our cultural medicines and apply them and they work best for us because that's who we are as Native Indigenous people. And I'm not but, saying that we we have to rely only on that. Yes, there is a place for Western medicine. There is a place if we need surgery, if we need... There, there, there is a place because a lot of us are mixed too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. You then, know, because, you know, our, uh, oftentimes we have denied some of these Western medicines, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because... Uh, of the idea that we're stuck on our our native ways, but we're not ingesting native ways. We are ingesting Western ways, mm-hmm. which these diseases like diabetes mm-hmm. has come from. Mm-hmm. And um and that's but you 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 get where I'm going with yes, this is yes. there is there are instances or 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 um, illnesses that do require a Western yes when uh, incorporation or 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 whatever you know our counteractor mm-hmm. or. Um, Yes. Um. Uh, uh, you know your antidote. Mm-hmm. Because, and the thing we is, we have though, either adopted those Western ways, mm-hmm. or we are a, a a combination of cultures. Yes. You know, and they know. I, you you'd like to know mm-hmm. that. They have the cure to cure their own because they're all about preserving them. Mm-hmm. Yes. They don't have a life expectancy that we do. Yeah. They don't they don't have the um the, the, the DNA that we have, the strands that we have. Mm-hmm. And so there are there are places in, in moments that we do need to incorporate it mm-hmm. but overall I believe that if we would return to our original ways our original diets um, thinking believing speaking right language you know because if you're if whatever you're speaking, you think it, you be it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, so, that's the, you know, that's our power though, right? right. And, and, and I'm saying, you know, we, we can go back to all of that and saying that way of life, but how many are really going to give up well, can I to, just to live that way, right? Speak on just real quick since we're on this medicine. Okay. So diabetes you know mm-hmm. you explain to them why it's so prevalent in well, our culture well and it, then if you could could you speak on the allergy that our bodies have that alcohol that how we can we're not even to in it, it we're not even to adjust it that's why 
Well, taking it in, we can't even break the, the, the alcohol molecule down. Right. And so here's the deal. So when I went back to school, um, it, you know, we can do exercise fitness. We can do nutrition. You know, we can, we can, we can teach it all we want. But as Native Indigenous people, if we don't understand from the, because our way of learning is oral, right? Oral yes. teachings and oral, you know, um, oral and lessons and and nonverbal, you know, right? And and hands on, right? So when you take it and you take it out of a book and you you apply it to who we are, first and foremost, I want to say our historical food trauma and food systems is where it all derives from, mm. and that genetic breakdown as from from what 500 years ago right mm -hmm. to now for 531 plus years ago to now is a whole different ge food genetic makeup okay food, a different soil a different, a different soil water. a different water a different everything the microbia air. the air mm. now you take that and this is where i get passionate in it we talk about the gut system and yes. this is where all of our illnesses, whether even if it's mental, there's tied links to gut health and mental health. The spiritual connection. We talked about this too, sister. Remember when we talked about, okay, I'm going through drive through Do I even get out my spiritual connection and get out my pollen to make the offering? <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and it's all about that mental understanding. It What my teaching is, is, what I understand it to be is the relationship we have with ourselves, the relationship that we develop with ourselves. We come so disconnected with ourselves and listening to our body. That, to that cellular level. Yes, that food system. So you come back to yourself and you're putting all this stuff in our bodies, which is type 2 diabetes is preventable. We don't, we don't have to have it, but it derives from our food system, the food system that we've been consuming. And we want to acknowledge, okay, we like the commodity cheese. We like bluebird flower. Um, Hello. Those are the epitome of death now. Mm. We want to, uh, you, we want to, we want to like, oh, we like shortening and lard now. Okay, great. But look at the high blood pressure, high cholesterol, obesity, overweight, all leading to type 2 diabetes, leading to cancers, leading to digestive health issues. You know, gastroenterology is at its all-time high because of the issues that are happening in the gut system. And the reason, sister... If you, if you don't have to look at your gut every day, you're not going to do anything about it. If you have to look at something that is just going to bug you all day long until you do something about it, then you'll do something about it. But if it's out of sight, out of mind, you're not going to do anything about it. And Western medicine says, okay, we'll take this pill, see if it'll work. Oh, it does work, but I'm having these side effects. Okay, well, we're going to take this pill to take that side effect away, but continue to take the other pill. And if it does, the, oh, the pain hurts, it's getting painful now. Well, we're going to try and take this medicine. And then, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a world when a revolving door of just chaos. When we sit back and we look at the gut system, 
and we think about the foods that we ingest and we put in it nowadays. We just talked about the air quality, the soil quality, the water quality, the accessibility to different foods. These are all the issues that we have with our guts. And it leads to all the sicknesses and illnesses that we're, we're all slowly dying from now. So this is how my, about, my big how about, how about, how about let's let let's no longer mistaking our oppression for our culture. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. We mistake that. And and so now, okay, now it's oh it's open season. We can go to the grocery stores, we can make choices of what we want to eat, but how do we make those choices if we don't know? Exactly. So that's where I come into play and say, okay, here's, let me help you show you how, how to know. Or remind you. Or remind you. And, but sometimes sister, nowadays we're at a place where, where youth are coming in and they don't know. They don't. No, but it's up to me to help others remind parents, grandparents, right? Let's yes. remind them that we're still the medicine to help our youth and our future. So how does this work then? How does this work? So if we are what we eat, sister, right? Mm -hmm. So how do we, how, how, you know, how communicate, how those decisions are made, you know, along as well as along with the teachings, because like my teachings, they say two hands hold a cup mm -hmm. right so when i drink water early in the morning right that that's the first substance that i should you know take in mm -hmm. and i should hold my cup two hands and and drink it but before i drink that water i speak to that water mm -hmm. and i ask that water for it to re for for the water to remember mm -hmm. but to nourish me as well as my food mm -hmm. to be mm -hmm. thankful for the food that i too am ingesting mm -hmm. you know and there food again please you know I, I i ask you to nourish my body mm -hmm. you know so could you go into that? And that part is exactly the relationship, rebonding, reconnecting our relationship to our elements, to our source of being, to ourselves. Again, you know, the breath, oxygen, air, that is a gift and a food source. That's our, you know, those are our ancestors giving that life to us. Creator giving that, that life, creator giving that life to us in acknowledgement of understanding these are the things that we need. We need air, we need food, we need water. You know, and in the order that it goes is, and we need sleep, rest. But we, okay, so we can live a couple weeks without food. Few weeks, we can live a couple days without water. And we can live a couple of minutes without major damage, without air. Mm -hmm. So look at how important those are. And sunshine. And sunshine. 
And how many of our relatives have forgotten to stargaze? Exactly. We, and it's really going back and rebuilding our reconnection to ourselves and our ancestors. We can, we can say all day long, decolonize, decolonize, but unless we are practicing what we were taught in our ancestors and sharing that medicine, mm. we have to share it. It's not for us to hold on to. No. You know, we have to share it so we can't say, oh, you know, um, I did that part. You know, no, we didn't. If we're not sharing, we didn't do our part. Right. You know, it's not for me to hold. It's not me. Again, gatekeepers, right? Right. I'm not meant to hold on to this. It's so many to be shared. So many we face, and, you know, these days, you know, you know, even in the past, but even currently, we're still dealing with that. And, you know, we have so many that are mixed in culture and, uh, or, you know, mixed blood, I should say, not culture, but blood mm-hmm. that don't know who they are they're Mm -hmm. stuck on that well they're they're at that addiction point of being told who to be what Mm -hmm. to say what to think Mm -hmm. you know and so you know that whole decolonization process you know leading to sovereignty Mm -hmm. we are talking not only about the mind the body the spirit right but the whole circle because mm-hmm. that's how we operate as Lakotas. We, we operate within that circle. I think it's safe and to say that all nations, indigenous people operate off of that, that, I, I that circle. I would like to say that, but I, I've seen some that do Okay, okay. I, I will say that. And mm-hmm. um, in our in, in our belief system, we, we it, it it's surrounded by the circle because um for one we don't leave no one behind mm-hmm. yes and it is so uh, uh the 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 rhythms of your heart the car how do you say that circadian mm-hmm. rhythms yeah all of those rhythms are related to the circle mm-hmm. of life it's continuous mm-hmm. and too many of us have opted off on the by ramps of whatever and don't understand the whole of the circle of life is it, it's a continuation mm-hmm. it isn't you know, these bloodlines aren't supposed to end the way that they've been ending. You know, the, you know, I mean, I get it that some have something on or, you know, whatever things I don't want to talk about right now. But for your for you as a being, as me, as a being, it's all about legacy. Mm-hmm. It is our tribal. It is our um Whole, you know, just the holistic to say holistic. It's about the circle of life and about the continuation of life, not about the end of life or the end of a bloodline. No. And- 
so we could become extinct. No, no. Something has to be done. Has to be. And I feel like, you know, and the, cra the, the good thing is, is that this is, it's, my workshops and stuff are, are funny. They're not all sitting here about like, yes, it can get very real sister and about diabetes and death and all this stuff. Right. But are you kidding me? We have the best humor in medicine. Oh, and that is medicine humor. Oh is medicine. my goodness. We're talking about our bit, which is our stomach. And you put that into language. You put your body parts into language. Oh my goodness. You get, you just get the whole room at a whole nother energy level. Right. And we're laughing and we're talking about the foods and it's great. We have this and after a while at the end of the day, it's just a conversation with information and that's how you empower somebody else. It is. It is. And you on the receiving end, you feel to that and you take what you need or take what, you know, when, when, you know, some of us don't understand that we have that knowledge. We just haven't tapped into it. Mm -hmm. And then and you so, just need that little key to open it. That, that little jump, that little yep. reminder. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, that's why I do this. This is why I eat this. Uh huh. This is why I walk this or talk this. Mm hmm. Oh, yes, it's all of it. And, you know, and, and it's and it's just a beautiful conversation once we're having these conversations in the rooms and and building and growing and learning. And then it's like, oh, you know, all the light bulbs are going off. Yeah, all the light bulbs are going off. So it's been a, it's been amazing. This journey has been amazing. I just got done with a conference, finished up 2023 with a conference in the White Mountain Apache tribe. Um, that was the um, strong, strong mind, strong body conference, and they had a great time. It was uh, just really enjoyed everyone coming out, the community to come out there and and learn and and really embrace the growth. I think right now is a time for evolving and growing and healing, like we well, talked we about. Some evolving, don't yes, you we all do, you know, you know? and we the, all do, and and. We all do. And I, I was I was speaking in reference to uh, yeah Kevin Nishayev. Okay, you know yeah mm -hmm. you know with that incident that happened up there at White Apache. Yes, and that you was know. you know conversation. So these are parts of you know healing you know that we're going to need to learn from and understand. Um, so it's just been an amazing journey to teach understanding fuel for the body from the inside out, and what does that mean? That means gut health. Yes. Talking about the mind gut connection, you know, um, in so many more, so many ways, there's so many ways you could understand it. And, but I really feel like just taking it to the basics, you know, um, I yeah. teach and everyone says, where's your apron? Cause I have this gut suit apron sister. <laughs> I have, you know, my guts are on the outside of this apron and they, yeah. everybody just loves it. They're like, okay, we need, where's the apron? We need it. And for a while there was like, I'm not going to do the apron anymore. Everyone's like, where's the apron? Why are you not wearing right. it? Right. But because right. you think about it, out of sight, out of mind, we need to see it. And that's my you question to, to everyone. Yes. My you question is that, that visual direction. And, and, and think about it. Do you want to see your guts? Do you really want to see what's in the inside of your stomach? I don't know if I want to see what's inside, but I would like to know the path. 
<laughs> and that's you know what, what I mean? that's what we I teach. Mean, Cause we're talking about however many feet that lie within. Our yes. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I need to, I'm one of those people. I, you know, I am a visual learner. Have you ever butchered before? Listen, my father was a, that's what he did. Okay. So you've seen all the guts inside, right? All of it. See? So that's just like us. So well, we did cows. Exactly. We got stomachs. We got eight stomachs. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, if you, mean? if you ask me, we should have eight stomachs too for all the crap we're eating. Right. <laughs> I'm you just stomachs oh my goodness or a gut of steel or something yes Um, and you know and and it's funny because we don't see it so we don't see the damage until it's too late oh yeah and and we're suffering until we're suffering until it's too late until something hurts or something explodes you know it just we're in the hospital Mm hmm. Hospital. I mean, all kinds of stuff that I've I've worked with people with congestive heart failure. I've worked with um, uh, elite athletes. I've worked with, you know, um, people type two diabetes, cancer. I mean, just everything all across the board, youth, elders, you know, all all of the in-betweens, all ages, you know, um, different, you know, and not just native indigenous communities, um, non-natives, too, because When it comes to sicknesses and illnesses, especially the virus, um, COVID-19, there's no discrimination. It's going to hit whoever it can attack. And if we have a weak immune system, it's going to attack us. And And the way we get it. We've got long COVID. Yes. And how, how is that weak immune system? How do we rebuild it? Well, it's through the food system. We need to rebuild the immune system. And that's through foods, herbs, medicines, you know, um, very microbial foods that'll help fight off bacteria and viruses, Um, you know, antioxidants, things that, you know, we don't, we don't hear of anymore. Absolutely. And the teachings of all of that, you know, I teach from an alkaline food-based system. Absolutely. As a, as a, as opposed to like no sugars, no carbs. Um, you know what? Okay, that's one of the addictions I would like somebody to break. Yes, is the sugar addiction. And, and and if you would, would you, um, tell the importance of an alkaline water? You know, it's it's real mm-hmm. simple. We ain't got to go out and buy it. We can create it. Well, not only that, we can create it, but. Drinking from our natural springs with the electrolytes, the minerals, the minerals yes. that we need. Green when we drink water. when we when we drink purified water, oh, I call know. I call it empty water. <laughs> it is. It's dead. <laughs> you, know, you know, like there's the hydrogen atom, atom. There's the oxygen. You know, but the you know the H, the two, and the O. I was telling you about. Yeah. Yes. What about the you know what about the uh, magnesium, the zinc, <laughs> all right. the, you know all of the electrolytes that's needed, the sodium content, you know, um, we get so much. Yeah, over- and that's another relationship that needs to be talked about too, is yes. that people think, oh, you know, oh, you can't have salt, but no, we need salt. <laughs> yes, we do. It has everything to do with the system. And especially when we're looking at complete homeostasis, homeostasis yes. is, is like and another term to absorb it, you know, in one mm-hmm. manner, it'll push out all of it. But in the other manner, it helps us absorb it. Yes. And, and what we need. 
Yes. But then again, we're being storage units now. Yep. Because if we don't, if we ingest something and our body doesn't get rid of it through waste, it, it then we store it and we store it somewhere. And how important is getting rid of the waste? Because a lot of relatives don't understand that. Poop that is, is yeah. But what's even better is ingesting <laughs> yeah. the food we need, and the waste result is minimal. Okay. So minimal. see, okay. So this is how it's supposed to be. You know what do babies do? They cry when they're hungry. They cry when they're soiled, you know. Yes, and they cry when they're tired. Yes. Right? Right. But so they eat, poop, sleep, and cry. Yep. And okay. like us, we poop, sleep, and cry. <laughs> right. But no, what we do is we eat and we cry. We eat again and we cry. We might sleep here and there, but we don't poop very often. Right. So on an average, I can say the average person that in my classes that I've been teaching have been the the response to how many times a day do you go poop is once. once? <laughs> if even that. And the thing about, and then I ask them, how many times do you eat during the day? They're like, oh, I eat all the time. Yeah. Well, then you're supposed to be passing three, four times waste three or four times because a baby, when you think about it, a baby only poops after they eat or, or, or goes pee after they eat. And then you clean them up, they go to sleep, they wake up, they cry and they're hungry again. You How do the whole cycle of that because you know, you feed a baby mm -hmm. and, or Okay, and I don't, and I'm just going to bring this in just to help other relatives who may not have a baby, but you feed a dog or a cat, what yep. do they do? They yep. go, what, about a half hour, hour yes. after they eat? Same mm -hmm. with a baby? Yeah. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Exactly. That's what the digestive system is supposed to be doing. Yep. A healthy digestive system. But when you don't, you know, things happen. So what happens with a stagnant pond? Mm. Tell me about that. What does it look like? What is a, 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 a water in a basin sitting there? What is it? What happens? It, it, is, start, it, it, it starts expanding. It starts bloating, you know? It starts or, to accumulate yes. bacteria. It starts to yes. accumulate oh, fly, yes. flies yes. and bugs and parasites and all oh. of that. It's Which we, we already do have that, but if you're not cleansing it, if a river is not flowing, it starts to get backed up. It's like same thing with your insights. Exactly. You know what? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, why we got so many walking around here full of shit. Sorry to say it, but... I'm just going to keep it real, sister, you know? No, I'm saying That's why I'm like, okay, so if you're not, if it's not going through you, would it be safe to say you're full of shit? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so literally, literally. But we want to make sure that, you know, the message is that if we don't do that, it causes sicknesses and illnesses. Bacteria can cause problems. 
you end up with diverticulitis, you end up yeah. with colon cancers, you end up with colon polyps, all these things that have, could be prevented through just the proper understanding and some education about food and the digestive system and how it works. Well, even any of the, the um, uh, illnesses that you've uh, spoke about, diabetes, heart, mm -hmm. uh, yep. congestive, all of the, all those are reversible mm -hmm. for the mm -hmm. most part. Yeah, you know, and when I mean, and when they say, uh, and this is a big one that I fight with people about, is that it's not genetic because no. if it was genetic, our ancestors would have it, and they right. didn't. Right. No, it's I diet. Didn't. No, it's, it's, it's all of that. Yes. So, you know, I mean, I'm sure we'll probably have some calls about this podcast, but you know, oh, well, it's all right. <laughs> so, so, but you know, so and then I just keep it very real is, you know, this is this, if we don't change things and okay. believe me, I'm not just here to sit on a soapbox and preach any of this. I struggle with the same things myself. I'm not saying the health issues, but I struggle with having to make healthy food choices every day. Yeah, and because, I've been in a situation um, where resources. I didn't. Yeah, resources. I've been in situations where I didn't have money. Sure. I had, you know, we had to go down to, you know, go get um, boxes of food, food distributions. Right, or, getting... or where I'm from, you know, originally from uh, the nearest. Uh, so I'm from Rosebud. Pine Ridge is right next to me. We're both considered the poorest in the nation, but mm -hmm. that difference is a hundred miles mm -hmm. so if you run out of milk in Pine Ridge you got a hundred miles stretch to go yes you know so it, it, it's not just about you know the maybe the change in our pocket but how about getting to the source and that's the other thing you know is is the food access and they do it to us food access us. Mm -hmm. well that's the first form of, of warfare right Absolutely. The, the rules of engagement is cut off the food source. Absolutely. Well, look what happened. Yep. And, and oh, so, but we're it, but we're gonna give you this to help you um through the, the rations and the seasons. Yeah, now we become dependent on it. Yeah. It and created then, so another yeah, addiction of, of of sugar addiction, which I'm not saying sugar in like table sugar, I'm talking about blood glucose sugar. Yes. And I'm and, talking, and, and what does that mean? People don't understand it until you explain it to them. Then they're like, oh. So, so can we stress the importance of food sovereignty at this time? Yes. You know, it's very important. We have land masses now that we could be utilizing for growing our own food sources, but nobody wants to. We'd rather put a, we'd rather put a fast food chain up on, on the side of the road so that way it's easier to, to deal with. Because we're busy, we're, we're busy, you know, instead of, you know, I would like to see our um, tribal governments support more of these initiatives and build more of these initiatives for us rather and, than and become, become that food sovereign space that we need. Right. And, and, and here is just a little knowledge for relatives. Even if you are receiving food stamps, you can purchase seeds. Yeah your food stamps oh yes yes you can purchase those seeds you can purchase you know these things with food stamps you know and there's options with food stamps what can you purchase and you can get even more from you know the farmers markets in some places i know i sat on the um arizona snaps benefits um committee 
to help pass some of those policies as well. So like I said, I don't just sit on the backsides, you know, preaching on a soapbox and telling people how to eat. I'm also trying to help make an influence and change in policy behind the scenes. Right. You know, sitting on Arizona Diabetes Food um, Coalition for Native Americans, also sitting on 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 other boards for. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. I can okay. Hear you. So yeah. So that's you know when we talk about those kinds of policies and making sure that it comes to to light at the at the state level too, where we can make those changes and have access for food stamps, um, SNAPs, food distributions shouldn't just be about you know canned food and you know if they have the accessibility of whole foods they should give that out too. And, and we have to try to put into effect that um, about the commodity and the food stamps, because there is a, if you receive food stamps in some areas, you can't receive commodities. That and yes, no. And again, gatekeepers, again, you know. Um, building those 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 boundaries, you know, for people without, and you have to have adequate food accessibility, and Definitely. it to be accessible for all. Where you come from, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. We're 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 still fighting for water. <laughs> where you're from, <gasps> you know. I know that many of your tribal, mm -hmm. or you know, many of the you know out there. They're mm -hmm. still receiving water mm -hmm. being shipped in yes. to them. Yes. And but the, and, and that's the other thing too, you know, um, it has to be consistent. You know, we go out and we, we provide water and stuff for at certain times, but where's the consistency? And that, and I'm not saying I when it comes to policy, I, I speak about holding our tribal governments, um, holding them accountable, state absolutely. governments accountable federal government's accountable, community government's accountable, city co government's accountable. These all have to be held accountable to um, our Native Indigenous community, um, the population, our people, wherever they're at, not whether it's on, on homelands or whether it's in the cities and all in between. And don't even get me started on healthcare and healthcare plans. That's a whole nother two hours, okay? Because <laughs> you know what? That is absolutely you know something we should do another show on oh we can do another show on that one i have and, all oh and so yeah my sister your time is valuable and you know this you know so far in our interactions conclude with relatives the message that you and only you right now can bring. How would you like to um, 
leave relatives with who Don is. I've always had the understanding of who I am. I come from a space of love, always. Mm. Because we need it. it. We need the love of unity. No longer division, no longer ownership. It's unity and sharing through a space. Responsibility through a space of love, creating that peace um, without judgment. And just being in that space of, you know, we're all healing together and it's together that we need to heal. Um, and how, where, where my space from as a manually to health and wellness systems, it's building these communities within communities and our, our people are my, my passion. Family. That's what we are. We're relatives. We're family. All day, every day. And it's love and light. I can just share that with one person every day. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I hope that I hope I hope that message comes across in this in the in this show. I hope that if not one, many, because that was something I've always declared that I would speak to many nations about health and wellness and help many, many people so they can help and heal others. So I just hope for having me here today. Sister, you are amazing and a blessing to our communities. I thank you. I thank everyone that is listening that you know that you are deserving, worthy, and you are loved. Accepting and pilamia. And may I return you to your day. Thank you. Yeah, sister. You are a blessing. And your medicine is strong. It is absolutely strong. And it is the truth. And I am humbled and full of gratitude. I am taking the expectation out of it and replacing it with gratitude. I have no expectations. You know, what I have instead is gratitude. And Pilamia, I look forward to speaking to you again, sister. Can there be a healing between the American Indian and the white man? I feel like the hope lies with the women. Uh, women have been oppressed, repressed, suppressed longer than any other form of life. So as women, if we can deprogram from the uh, patriarchal model and regain our power as women, and start with ourselves. First, quit emulating the male. And then secondly, take control of our children. You know, that's our greatest responsibility. 
And as I said earlier, our little males only learn from their environment. And when we can uh, create an environment that they feel nurtured, safe, they will grow up to be secure. They won't have the issues, the power plays with the opposite sex. They will then be able to be more respectful with their relationships, personally as well as professionally. So I think we women hold the key to balance. We hold the key to survival. And we, we, it's time for humanity to step forward and take our rightful place. Do you have anything else to add, either of you? Well, life isn't a contest. Life is not full of challenges. Life is full of beauty. Life is full of teaching. Life is full of nurturing. All you have to do is look for it, recognize it, and enjoy it. And the indigenous matrilineal way of life is the only way you can do that. Yeah. I'm given two months to live. I'm laying bolted down to a slab of machinery and I'm giving thanks for the cancer. Yeah. Do the Christians do that? Does anyone do it? Does the patriarch do that? There's another thing about life on this earth. No one escapes this earth without dying. Everyone dies. So where's the fear? No one gets out of here alive. So if it's your time to go, it's your time to go. Why fight it? Enjoy it. Enjoy it with love. Do you have peace with your life? Oh, thanks to my lovely wife. I am very at peace. I am thankful. I think that's more important than peace, is to be thankful for life. I am. See, it never bothered me when it's my time to go, it's my time to go. I worried more about her emotion than I did myself. And I'm very proud of this moment in my life. When I got the death sentence, that doctor's standing right there. I immediately turned and looked at her because she was sitting behind me to see how she took it. I was worried about her. Boy, makes me feel great. Is that your proudest moment in your life? Everything about her is my proudest moment. Thank you. That's all I have. It's beautiful. <laughs> I 
words Assassination attempts after attempts Genocide survivors To end your lives Took my spirit back Took the land back Language restored Medicine growing Bundles we bundled My people so strong Still holding on Chosen ones can't be killed My dignity intact The trauma in my DNA You I will not obey I'm alive.